a well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state? The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with me. Here on a uh, Friday, a feel-good Friday, we've got some good news to report today, believe it or not. That's, it's a little bit of good news. I mean, it's not like super big good news, but uh, you know what? I'll take the good news where I can find it, uh, and we'll get to that in just one moment. Before we do, however, you know, Biden's America, well, it's crushing us. You got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch me next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a uh, six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. All right. So you ready for the little bit of good news? How about this? Here's the headline. HPD, Honolulu Police Department, stepping up efforts to clear backlog of concealed carry applications. Yes. How many are we talking about? Well, the uh, Honolulu Star Advertiser says the uh, police department has approved 409 concealed carry licenses, making headway on their backlog. Now, the question is, why was there a backlog to begin with? The Bruin decision came down more than a year ago. Honolulu PD didn't start issuing its first carry licenses until December, almost six months after the Bruin decision was handed down. And here we are more than a year later, and uh, again, only 409 licenses have been issued out of 1,094 applications that have been submitted. The uh, Star Advertiser uh, says that uh, since the city started accepting applications, 1,094 have been submitted for 1,500 firearms. 409 have been approved for 599 firearms. And officers hope to clear the current list of uh, applicants by the end of August, according to the Honolulu Police Chief. Now, you might be a little confused. What does that mean, 409 concealed carry licenses for 599 firearms? You know, Hawaii has historically been one of the most hostile states to our right to keep and bear arms. Before the Bruin decision came down, when Hawaii was May issue, they were May issue in theory. They were really no issue in practice. Um, and they have all kinds of provisions that would be absolutely bizarre for most gun owners across the country. So now that they are, uh, quote unquote, shall issue, at least in theory, um, when you apply, you not only are applying for yourself, but you're in essence applying for your firearm too. You have to list what gun it will be. And again, I guess there are some people who want to say, well, I want, I want an option here. But you have to list all of the firearms that you plan on carrying before you can be approved for your concealed carry license. I, I, I confess, this is so bizarre to me. I, I have never, well, I won't say I've never heard anything like this before because I've been covering Second Amendment issues for close to 20 years now. But Hawaii is truly an outlier with this system. You know, in the vast majority of states, when you apply for a carry license, it, it, that license is all about you, right? Whether you 
are a legal gun owner, whether you can lawfully carry that firearm, whether you have any prohibitions, once you have your license, well, then you can carry any concealed handgun that you want, but not in Hawaii. No, no. Even if you have an active concealed carry license, in order for you to carry a firearm, the Honolulu Police Department wants to know what gun it is going to be. Now, what's the purpose of this? I don't even think they could tell you what the purpose of that is, other than, again, to put up another bit of red tape between you and your Second Amendment rights. So, this backlog never should have existed in the first place. Um, now that it's about 600 as opposed to 1,000, again, like I said, a small bit of good news. And uh, the Honolulu Police Chief, uh, Arthur Joe Logan, says that the uh, department is, quote, moving over multiple people into the records and identification division, basically shifting the jobs of certain individuals to only do these applications in order to try to speed up the process. Uh, he said the uh, added personnel and some overtime helped the department process 175 applications in the past two weeks alone, uh, which was uh, lauded by Commission Vice Chair Kenneth Silver. who said that's a pretty significant number in a two-week period. You're taking steps to remedy the backlog. Well, again, a backlog of HPD's own creation. I, I, I understand, not really, but I'll give them a little bit of uh, the benefit of the doubt that, you know, when you are having to move from a may-issue system in which you've basically issued no licenses whatsoever to a shall-issue system in which, again, all lawfully eligible uh, applicants are going to get approved, it may take some time to actually get that system up and running. I'm thinking it should be a matter of weeks, maybe a matter of a month or so, not a matter of a year or more, which is the case right now in Honolulu. So, um, yes, this is a tiny step in the right direction. And I suspect that the reason why we're now starting to see, you know, resources allocated to approving these applications is because there have been some hints that uh, lawsuits are coming if HPT doesn't pick up the pace here. You know, the Bruin decision said, yes, shall issue carry regimes are constitutional on their face, but that doesn't mean that they cannot uh, violate the rights of applicants. If there are excessive fees being charged, for example, if there are lengthy waiting periods or lengthy delays in processing, well, that could implicate uh, your right and my right to keep and bear arms. And that's certainly what's going on. Uh, in Honolulu. And primarily in Honolulu, we haven't really heard these problems in other counties uh, across the state of Hawaii. It really does seem to be centered in Oahu and, uh, and the city of Honolulu. So I don't buy the idea that, well, you know, it just took us some time to get things up and running. As a matter of fact, the uh, chief said that the Honolulu Police Department, quote, took a patient approach to ensure that it balanced the Second Amendment rights of gun owners to bear arms against public safety concerns and Hawaii's culture in which residents are unaccustomed to anyone but law enforcement carrying guns in public. Now, what that says to me is that the police department was trying to balance, again, the fundamental civil rights of Honolulu residents with the unreasonable fears from other residents, you say, well, nobody's been carrying a gun around here before. What's going to happen if people start carrying guns around? Balancing rights against fears of the unknown. 
uh, no, there should be no balance there. The, the, the scale should be tipped in favor of those folks who want to exercise their fundamental civil right. Um, Logan went on to say that the uh, processing of the applications being managed with the resources the department's already allocated for firearm registration and permitting, but applicants and gun owners uh, told commissioners and police that the high court ruling last year made granting licenses in fast fashion a top priority for the licensing body. So, again, we've got some good news out of Honolulu. The bad news is that uh, those folks who are licensed to carry still really can't carry anywhere because of all of the sensitive places that have been put in place, uh, not only locally in Oahu, but across the state of Hawaii. Back on May the 1st, there was a new ordinance uh, banning firearms at uh, more than a dozen locations across Oahu, including uh, all city, state, federally owned buildings, schools and child care facilities, public parks, hospitals, uh, businesses that serve alcohol, places that are, quote, frequented by children. Uh, and then all private businesses are gun-free zones by default. If they want to allow concealed carry, they have to post that concealed carry is allowed, which, again, is a complete reversal of how concealed carry operates throughout most of the country, where, you know, it's you are welcome to carry by default. Uh, if a business owner wants to have a, their business to be a gun-free zone, then they post signage to that effect, no guns allowed in here. And that's their right as a private property owner. But when, again, we're talking about a fundamental right of we the people, then the presumption should be that that right is going to be exercised, right? Just like, again, you see these signs, no solicitors, right? Do you ever see signs that say solicitors welcome? No. Because the presumption is that, uh, yes, your First Amendment rights apply even if you're trying to sell something. Uh, unless you are specifically warned away not to go to the shop, you've got the right to go in and try to solicit business. Well, when it comes to your right to carry, we're seeing states like Hawaii, New York, New Jersey, again, try to flip that script and say, no, 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 no. Every, every place is off limits to concealed carry unless you see those signs posted to the contrary. Not only does this make it uh, legally nearly impossible for folks to uh, carry over the course of their daily business, but it also puts them in legal jeopardy, right? If they fail to see the sign, they so much as set foot on a uh, property. And in some states, we've even seen you know, parking lots uh, in Maryland, parking lots of businesses are included. So how do you know? Uh, until you get maybe to the uh, door, whether or not you are violating state law. Not much of a concern for the gun control activists, but a major concern for gun owners. Uh, then in July, those were the local ordinances that were put in place in uh, Hawaii. In July, Hawaii's state law changed. And they uh, state law has its own laundry list of, uh, quote-unquote, gun-free zones. Beaches, hospitals, stadiums bars, movie theaters, and a host of other locations. Now, those uh, sensitive places are being challenged. The Hawaii Firearms Coalition has brought a lawsuit along with three residents uh, from Maui. I mean, the ban goes too far. There was a hearing, I believe it was last week. It was a week ago today, as a matter of fact, uh, before U.S. District Judge Leslie Kobayashi. Uh, and she said, you know, I'll, I'll consider this. I'll come out with a ruling at some point. We, we don't know when that ruling will be. Could be next week. Could be next month. Uh, but I don't think it'll be too long 
before we actually find out what uh, Kobayashi has to say. The Star Advertiser says, uh, if Kobayashi grants the temporary restraining order the plaintiffs are seeking, the law would be blocked on an emergency basis as the lawsuit plays out. But it's it's not quite as black and white as all that. I mean, as we've seen um, in New York and New Jersey, you we, we've seen judges say, all right, you know what, um, A through Z, all these gun-free zones, uh, A, B, D, H, J, L, Q, P. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna place an injunction on on those places, and then I'll allow these other gun-free zones to stand. Uh, it very well could be the case that that's what happens with uh, Judge Kobayashi's decision, where she says, "All right, you know what? These particular sensitive places I think go too far. These particular sensitive places I think stand." Of course, the judge could end up upholding every single one of them. She could also end up uh, tossing all of the uh, gun-free zones, although I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, what I am hoping, however, is that uh, Judge Kobayashi actually it takes a look at uh, not only these gun-free zones, but also what the Supreme Court had to say about the limited nature of these sensitive places uh, in the Bruin decision. Unfortunately, what we've been seeing around the country is a lot of judges willfully and intentionally misreading the Bruin decision in order to uphold uh, all kinds of gun control laws. We saw that in Connecticut this week where uh, Judge Janet Bond Arterton upheld Connecticut's ban on uh, so-called assault weapons and large capacity magazines under the dubious theory that the right to keep and bear arms only protects uh, those arms that are overwhelmingly used in self-defense. So handguns would be protected, but uh, grandpa's deer rifle would not be. The uh, sporting clay shotgun that uh, you've got in your closet, no. That's not protected either. Uh, your, your Glock handgun? Sure. But uh, not your AR-15. Again, not even a bolt-action rifle. Uh, only those guns used uh, overwhelmingly in self-defense are those that are in common use uh, and are protected by the Second Amendment, according to uh, Judge Arterton, a decision that uh, I think is now ripe for overturning on appeal. All right, let's move on to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there. Now, this is a little bit different than the case we normally talk about. Typically, our recidivist report involves an individual who has repeated uh, multiple offenses and has gotten a slap on the wrist multiple times. In this case, we're talking about individuals who are committing armed robberies in Chicago and are not even being arrested, but instead are being allowed to continue on with their uh, crime sprees because cops are being ordered not to chase the offenders. That's right. This is from uh, CWB Chicago. Uh, another night of armed robberies and Chicago cops are again ordered not to chase the offenders. This happened on Tuesday night around 1130, this particular case. You had a crew of maybe four guys appear to be in a, a stolen Kia SUV between 1130 Tuesday night and about 1230 Wednesday morning. Uh, it's believed these crews are responsible for five separate armed robberies. And around 1230 Wednesday morning, Chicago police actually spotted the vehicle that they thought was being used to uh, transport these armed robbers, uh, but they were told not to engage, not to pursue, uh, because the police department's helicopter was not in service. And so the uh, supervisors in the 14th and 12th districts, according to CWB Chicago, ordered their units to refrain from engaging with the vehicle, and the crew got away. Now, CWB Chicago reports, in the 12th district, robberies are up 50% this year, in the past month, the district had 94 robberies. That's up 
compared to the same time period in 2022. The uh, neighboring 14th district had 12 robberies last week, up 50% from the same week in 2022. And for the 28 days ending July the 30th, there were 56 robberies. That's a 60% increase from the same time period last year. CWB Chicago uh, notes as well that uh, this pursuit policy uh, was changed back in August of 2020. And the new policy provides officers with, quote, 11 pages of instructions that they must consider when deciding if a vehicle should be pursued. Just a just a simple 11-page checklist to go down in the heat of the moment before deciding whether or not you should uh, pursue this offender, suspected offender. Uh, the new policy also says that um, the police department will not discipline any officer for ending a motor vehicle pursuit. But if they choose to continue a pursuit, they will be held personally liable and responsible for anything that goes wrong. Well, guess what's happened as a result? You've got a lot of officers who don't really want to uh, engage in these pursuits because the department doesn't have their back. Uh, and this problem, again, exacerbated by apparently the uh, lack of air power. Uh, the department only has two helicopters, and apparently they're frequently down for maintenance and repair. There's talk that the uh, department will be getting a third helicopter later this summer, maybe uh, earlier this fall, which hopefully will help things. But as CWB Chicago reports, even after the new equipment's in place, the number of air units patrolling the city and county will pale in comparison to the Los Angeles area, which has 35 police helicopters. NYPD is increasing its fleet from seven to nine. Uh, and again, Chicago operating with just two. Yeah. They're also down uh, some officers on the uh, department as well. But you know what the answer is, according to Illinois lawmakers. That's right. More gun control laws for you and me. Even after they've uh, expanded a program for first-time gun offenders that will place them on probation, allow them to uh, wipe off uh, their uh, sentences, if they stay out of trouble, they're still cracking down on legal gun owners all across the state. All right. Uh, today's Armed citizen story. From Oakland, California, where a 75-year-old woman shot at two home intruders, they shot back. Thankfully, they uh, missed the 75-year-old, who apparently was at home in her bed. Uh, this was uh, a few days ago. Happened around 10, 2 a.m. Uh, in the Shabbat Park neighborhood. Two armed men forced their way into a home, began looking around. The 75-year-old woman, the only one at the home, uh, at the time that the intruders broke in, she pulled out her handgun, uh, described by authorities as a 357 Magnum, Fired a single shot towards these suspects. They returned fire approximately 17 to 20 shots in return before they escaped into the night. Thankfully, again, the 75-year-old not injured. Uh, and neighbors are praising what she did. Uh, Calvin Walker said, uh, he's a neighbor, said she had the presence of mind to reach into her nightstand, get a weapon. She had it under her covers when she saw an opening. She fired a shot. Uh, KTVU also spoke with uh, the woman's daughter. He said, I believe that this is a message for the criminals, that people in Oakland were tired of the lawlessness. People are standing up. People are fighting back. Uh, her neighbor, Lynn Barranco, agreed, said they're really playing with their lives because all these people out here are armed. You know, I just say, I, I wish it were the case that in Oakland we had more armed citizens. I doubt it is the case that all these people out here in Oakland are armed because the state of California makes it so damn difficult for people to exercise their right to keep and bear arms, not only in public, but yeah, even in their own home as well. So I, 
I, I, I hope that uh, Lynn Barranco is right, but I don't think that's the case. I think, sadly, it is still far too easy for criminals to acquire a firearm in Oakland, California, than it is for the average 75-year-old woman to do so lawfully. Uh, it would be great if the Democrats in charge of California actually, you know, tried to strike a balance, try to make it uh, easier for responsible people, law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. But no, just as in Illinois, it's the law-abiding citizens that are the problem, and it's the violent offenders who are walking away with uh, slaps on the wrist. Finally, today's armed citizen, excuse me, uh, today's uh, good deed of the day from Alabama, where Congressman Dale Strong was in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to help save the life of a Fairfax County, Virginia police officer. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, He is a uh, Dale Strong, first uh, term congressman from Alabama, uh, longtime EMP, uh, excuse me, EMT, uh, and a a volunteer firefighter, uh, as well as a 911 dispatcher. And he's at home in Huntsville for the August recess when a uh, again he heard a call about somebody who was suffering from a cardiac arrest strong said uh, happened to be about a mile from the cardiac arrest patient this gentleman's a fairfax county virginia police officer 31 years old in full cardiac arrest right there at the cliff farm subdivision he was out taking a three mile run bystander cpr has begun immediately i arrived within a minute and a half we defibrillated him three times put him on a lucas device within about 14 minutes we regained the pulse uh, Strong says that the uh, officer uh, is, quote, doing very well. His entire family from Virginia is here in Huntsville now. He's at a Huntsville Hospital. It looks like things are going to turn out well for he and his family. He uh, just got married a year ago. Uh, now, that uh, police officer, Kyle Brown, family uh, posted an update earlier this week saying that Kyle was awake and full of personality today. He agreed that he's the most handsome sibling out of the Brown Bunch, but there was some debate amongst the other siblings. He uh, sat up in a chair next to his bed. And then went on an assisted walk around the ICU floor. We are all so happy with his progress. Absolutely. I mean, that sounds like an amazing recovery. Uh, and again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fast response, not only from Brown or excuse me, from Strong, but uh, uh, the other first responders there with the uh, Monrovia Volunteer Fire and Rescue, as well as a passerby. Uh, Strong says that um, there was a woman who was right there who had witnessed the arrest who was able to start chest compressions immediately. And then, you know, he shows up 90 seconds later, said Monrovia Fire Department responded quickly, applied a Lucas device on him. Uh, But he says if it were not for that CPR training, that that was sort of the impetus that allowed all of these other things to come together and help save Kyle Brown's life. He says there's nothing that replaces somebody knowing CPR. The chest compressions make a difference. So if you've got the opportunity to get trained up on how to save a life with uh, CPR, please do so. You never know when uh, that might come in handy and when you might be in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I do appreciate you being a part of the program. As always, I'm looking forward to being back with you on Monday. We will have uh, more news for you all weekend long at the website, however, bearingarms.com. We are looking at an eye, uh, looking with an eye towards the uh, Supreme Court and uh, Justice Sam Alito, what might happen with the... Uh, request to stay a uh, injunction blocking enforcement of the ATF's rules on frames and receivers. We also have a pistol stabilizing braces that are uh, not quite imminently headed to the Supreme Court, but uh, getting pretty close. And we've got all of that covered for you at BarryAndArms.com. 
Be sure to check out the website. If you like what you see, would encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member as well. In exchange for your support, we're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else because your support really does make a difference. So thank you again. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.